Hey friend, thanks so much for meeting me here at Frothy Monkey in beautiful downtown Franklin, Tennessee. It's a great place to get a good cup of joe and share together in some good conversation. Anyway, be looking at the menu. I know you're new here. Decide what you want. Text it to me. I'm going to go ahead and get in line and place our order. Hey, you're listening to Guat Rocks, God, the world, and other things. I'm Kenny Price, your host. Our mission, always advancing equilibrium in the midst of an agitated world. This is episode 114, Bittersweet Symphony, When Life Mimics Art. As you can tell, I haven't got the show opening thing finished yet, but it's coming. Secondly, I haven't forsaken the study in the book of Revelation, plain Revelation, but it's intense. And I have purposely broken it up with things that are not so intense uh, to just be an encouragement to you. But the song I'm going to talk about today is a song that I thoroughly enjoy. I love it. Uh, It's one of the biggest hits in rock history, really. Uh, But there's a a story behind it that really bears telling. And maybe you've heard it. Bittersweet Symphony is a hit song recorded in 1997 by the English rock band The Verve and was featured as the lead track on the third studio album, Urban Hymns. Richard Ashcroft is actually the songwriter on the song. The opening haunting strings are sampled from the 1965 British orchestra, the Andrew Oldham Orchestra, and their song, their recording, was actually a cover of the Rolling Stones song, The Last Time, which was arranged and written by actually David Whitaker, not Micker or Keefe. You can hear just a few bars of the song and know immediately that it's Bittersweet Symphony. The Verve negotiated to use a short five- or six-note sample from the recording, and there's discrepancy in all the press about the actual length that was negotiated, but negotiated from the recording's copyright holder, Decca Records. However, they didn't obtain permission from former Rolling Stones manager, Alan Klein, who actually owned the copyrights to the band's pre-1970 songs, including the song The Last Time. So although Bittersweet Symphony had already been released, Klein refused to grant a license for the sample. This led to a lawsuit with Epco Records, Klein's holding company, which was settled out of court. Now get this, in the settlement, the Verve relinquished all royalties to Klein, all royalties to Klein, and the songwriting credits were changed to Jagger Richards, with Ashcroft receiving $1,000 for completely relinquishing rights even though Ashcroft wrote 100% of the lyrics. Now, when you look up the song today, the credits will say Jagger Richards and Richard Ashcroft, but originally he had to relinquish all royalties and all credits for the song were given to Jagger and Richards, and he was wiped off the slate for the time, even though he absolutely wrote 100% of the lyrics. In a 1999 interview with Q, Asked whether he believed the result was fair, Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards said, If the Verve can write a better song, they can keep the money. In 1999, Andrew Oldham sued for royalties after failing to receive the mechanical royalties he claimed that he was owed. After receiving his royalties, Oldham joked that he brought a pretty presentable watch strap compared to the watch Jagger and Richards would get with the money. In an interview with Uncut, he said, As for Richard Ashcroft, well, I don't know how an artist can be severely damaged by that experience. Songwriters have learned to call songs their children, and he thinks he wrote something. He didn't. I hope he's got over it. It takes a while. So what an insult, because Ashcroft absolutely wrote the lyrics. And in fact, the melody that he sang was not exactly the melody that Jaggers and Richards sang. To add insult to injury, the song was nominated for a Best Song Grammy with Jagger and Richards' names on the ballot. 
For the last 22 years, The Verve had not made a penny for the Bittersweet Symphony after signing over the royalties. In 2019, Ashcroft revealed in his acceptance speech for the Ivor Novella Lifetime Achievement that following negotiations with Klein's son, Jody, who is the original copyright holder of the sampled song, and the Rolling Stones manager, Joy Smith, the dispute had been settled stating, Ashcroft says this, as of last month, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards signed over all their publishing for Bittersweet Symphony. It's been a fantastic development. It's life-affirming in a way. In a statement, the Rolling Stones acknowledged that Ashcroft had been denied the rights to one of his most iconic songs, including the lyrical content, for more than two decades. Of course, there was a huge financial cost, but any songwriter will know that there is a huge emotional price greater than the money in having to surrender the composition of one of your own songs. Richard has endured the loss for many years. As a result, and that's a quote from one of the articles I uh, have the hyperlink to in the show notes. As a result, all future royalties for the song will now go to Ashcroft. It is estimated the song has generated over $5 million in royalties to date. Ashcroft would have received at least 50% of the revenue. In the end, Ashcroft was finally exonerated and given his song back. It's one of the best pop songs ever written. The heartache Ashcroft went through for 22 years is the very thing he wrote about in the song. Listen to what he says in a couple of the verses. It starts off by saying, because it's a bittersweet symphony, that's life. Trying to make ends meet, you're a slave to money, then you die. I'll take you down the only road I've ever been down. You know, the one that takes you to the places where all the veins meet, yeah. He goes on to say, well, I've never prayed, but tonight I'm on my knees, yeah. I need to hear some sounds that recognize the pain in me, yeah. I let the melody shine, let it cleanse my mind. I feel free now, but the airwaves are clean and there's nobody singing to me now. He then asks the repetitive question in the chorus, have you ever been down? Have you ever been down? There are a lot of life applications here. Patience, endurance, tenacity. Don't let the garbage of life snuff out your creativity. Forgiveness. For all that Ashcroft went through, the truth is, had he not written that song, you wouldn't know his name today. Can you name me another hit song by The Verve? If you ask Ashcroft, does he wish he had never written it in light of 22 years of lawsuits and attorneys? What do you think he would say? Of course, he would do it again. He's a musician. A a real musician wants to be left alone to create and write more music. Friend, don't let the hassles and heartache of this world snuff out your dreams and creativity. The successes that God pushes through on your behalf are well worth the struggle. Oh, by the way, the Rolling Stones song was itself strongly inspired by this may be the last time from the Staple Singers. Huh, you don't say. When you listen to the Staple song, the Rolling Stones clearly ripped off the Staple Singers. The song link is in the show notes for comparison. And with that, my friend, I bid you peace. Peace.